This podcast may contain explicit language and themes, so listener discretion is advised. Ill-advised, misinformed, our half-baked opinions will be performed. Are you ready? Is the mic on? Welcome to the Hill to Die On. You're listening to Hill to Die On a podcast hosted by two stubborn and shit Aussies who give hot takes on a different topic every episode, go away to dig deeper, then reconvene to share whether or not their hot take hill was worth dying on. We're your hosts, motorcycle riders, Josie Spicer and Cara Brooks. This week we're asking the question, is Bigfoot real? Cara, yes. what is your hill? Do you think that Bigfoot exists? Is Bigfoot upon your hill with you? Oh, I wish, I wish he was, or she, they I want to believe in Bigfoot. I think the idea of it is really cool um, that there would be some sort of like untouched creature roaming about, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say no. You're lonely. You're lonely up on that hill. Oh, am I? No, no, no. As in you're lonely up. Oh, no. I'm there. I'm there too. Okay. <laughs> I was like, fuck, really? Like, I'm like, I know you watch the documentaries, but man, like. <laughs> I've been Bigfoot pills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I am. I am alone. Uh, I'm in a Bigfoot free zone on my hill. You are, um, yes, but I am yeah. there with you. Okay, good. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't believe in Bigfoot either. I again, I want to. I desperately, desperately want to, but no. So, would you like to kind of give us your experience with Bigfoot in your life? Yeah, I mean, I think when I was probably seven or eight was when I first really got into that whole idea. And it was, do you remember, I don't know like how much our age gap is going to, you know, affect this or not, um, the Scholastic Book Club at school. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Like Scholastic catalogs brought to school and then you'd just like fill out what you wanted and then send them away and send the books back. And my parents would always just be like, yeah, books are important. So we were allowed to order like a certain amount, even when we were like super strapped for cash. Yeah, that's what we do with Edgar. Yeah. One of the books that I got were to do with um, conspiracy theories and phenomena like Bigfoot and Bigfoot was featured in there. And so it had like there was a whole one on like Loch Ness Monster. There was Bigfoot. There was like all these sort of mythological creatures, I guess. And yeah, I think that was probably like my first memorable experience of learning about Mm -hmm. it in a way that's like, huh, this is a theory that people think is real, like some people think is real. And then, you know, there's a lot of just like pop cultural stuff that you get exposed to and my brain is like a fucking sponge for pop culture to a point where it's obnoxious so I'm sure there's just like decades of that fucking drilled in there as well but I do remember like one of the biggest things um and I guess this is why I feel pretty solid in my I do not believe opinion is that do you remember in I want to say it would have either been 2008 or 2009 I don't remember exactly where those men came forward and said they found Bigfoot no okay so I was living in America when this happened and it was a huge thing where these guys they were like we shot and killed Bigfoot and here is his corpse and they were all over the news they had him in a freezer um we were watching it on on the news channel and we just like had our mouths open like I was with Paul like my ex-husband and we were just standing there with our mouths open like what the fuck because you know this is your whole life you think like nah this isn't real and then suddenly like CNN and shit is covering this as like these dudes found Bigfoot and killed Bigfoot it was like wait what like were they at all critical of it or were they just like yep they got Bigfoot yeah but it was like 
here's the corpse, you know, like they showed like, yeah, man, this is the corpse. You know, it's either an elaborate hoax and that's big news or... And what was it, Kara? Was it an elaborate hoax? So... It wasn't even fucking elaborate. It was so half-assed. These cunts had, like, gotten a fucking Halloween costume of Bigfoot from a fucking costume shop or some shit, stuffed it with, like, deer guts or whatever, and fucking chucked it in the freezer and then been like, yeah, it'll take them a while to thaw it out before they can do the test, so we'll have a couple days of fame and money. Damn, that is true. It is true, and it did work. So, like, good on them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it may not be elaborate, but it worked. (laughs) Yeah, effective. Not elaborate, but effective. Yeah, I I, would have question like if someone had said do you believe in Bigfoot and I'd be like ah I don't know maybe you know at the time but then that was really a you know it it shows you how much you don't believe because you were so doubtful and shocked by that happening that it like Mm -hmm. it shook my entire core of like beliefs you know I was like no like do we are there fucking aliens now and like like are there ghosts is there god you know like everything just sort of that you your cynicism just starts crumbling and you're like wait am I wrong in everything fuck like a whole existential thing yeah what was your um experiences like do you have a remarkably different sort of view of not at all Robert and I my husband and I we like to watch Bigfoot documentaries particularly when Franiel of the show uh Nikki comes over and we'll watch it together and they haven't mentioned the freezer incident i guess they're probably like usually just so ashamed of this like another hoax that they just yeah, don't bring because it, it up. just like loses even more credibility at that point <laughs> exactly not looking good for the pro bigfooters out there but yeah so the most recent bigfoot documentary i watched was one that was made this year and it was actually pretty good like it was probably the most critical bigfoot documentary where there were people who were so desperate like they were they called themselves like Bigfoot hunters, Sasquatch hunters, and they were so desperate to believe, but they're just like, I haven't seen anything yet. Nothing has actually, like, shown me. Conclusive evidence, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, I really think that this is a thing. And, like, they go into, like, how Bigfoot would have ended up in North America or, like, reasons why we haven't seen Bigfoot yet. And, yeah, I I thought that was pretty interesting that, like, they were honest and they're like, no, like, no one's actually seen Bigfoot or, like, caught it on camera. They actually asked some pretty, like, tricky questions that I feel like other conspiracy documentaries avoided. So, like, hey, well, you know, now that we all have cameras, why aren't we catching more Bigfoot? And they were like, no, you're right, that's a good point. And they were just straight up like, yeah, we should be. Yeah, but other than that, I I think that it's people maybe feeling creepy in a forest because forests are fucking creepy. Like a lot of retellings of Bigfoot will be people who just feel weird or watched in a forest. And it's like, you probably were watched probably by an animal. If it was by a human, that's like the mo- that's more terrifying. Oh yeah, than for sure. Watching me, I'm more scared of humans than I am of Bigfoot. I'm more scared of humans than I am of most things, to be honest. Like, but no, I I love the variety of Bigfoot documentaries out there. My favorite one, it's the one where they're like, see, and they like point, and it's like that's a big breast hanging down there. It's like the classic <laughs> Bigfoot footage, and they're like, no, actually, what people don't notice is that like this is a big dangle and titty. <laughs> like, well, they don't say that. I'm paraphrasing <laughs> in the best possible way. Uh, <laughs> yes and it's like well now whenever i see that classic like bigfoot that's like looking around yeah. that's like that is a titty is that actually a tit it does look like a tit oh man that's amazing it's probably not because I, I don't even think it's a bigfoot so 
So it's been some time. Do you want to start with what you found in regards to Bigfoot's existence? Oh, yes. I have been dying to talk to you about this because, like, just every time I've found something new, I just, like, automatically want to send it to you. It's been hard. I think this has been one of the hardest ones of not like and we actually both did send each other stuff but nothing that was like particularly pertaining to like one way or the other you know it was just like it was so ridiculous you couldn't hold it in for the whole time yeah exactly uh you know I'm no stranger to the arguments of why Bigfoot exists and I was already relatively familiar with the schools of thought the justification that it's an alien that there's divergent evolution so it's kind of like like missing link kind of thing yes yes and then there's like the de-evolution so like they were humans but then they like were so secluded (laughs) that they've become hairy and tall they were Um, just like ultimate neck beards yeah (laughs) yeah the beards yeah full (laughs) neck beards yes exactly right i love that and i was kind of familiar with the arguments that attempt to justify the existence of bigfoot so The most common one is being that there are similar iterations of Bigfoot, like Sasquatch and the Yeti and the Yowie. Like a lot of people will say, well, like much like humans migrated across land masses from Africa, some argue that so did Bigfoot, which is why we see all of these relatively similar stories. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about it and I find that that justification has the same ring to it that we addressed in the full moon episode where they're like, oh, well, we're all made of water. It's like they'll use something that's true and then they're like, well, if this thing is true, then the second thing must be true, if that kind of makes sense. Mm, Like this follows, then this follows. Mm. Yeah, so they're like, well, you know, we all migrated from Africa, so like, who's to say that this other species didn't migrate as well? And that's why you get like yetis and Bigfoots and Sasquatches, like... It's all the same creature. Mm, I have a different take on it, so I'm interested to poke in on that one. Okay. Well, that that's not my personal take, but I've heard that argument. Mm. Who's to say? So, you know, when they make those arguments, well, if this thing, first thing is true, then the second thing must be true. It can be convincing or plant suspicion. But in reality, there are many ways that evidence of Bigfoot can be debunked, mm. tragically. <laughs> tragically. <laughs> Because, like, I feel like we both really want Bigfoot to be real. Oh, yeah, it would be great. So the two main materials I engaged with in preparation for this episode were these two documentaries I found on Prime Video called Bigfoot Down Under from 2019 <laughs> and also The Skunk Ape Lives, which was 2017. Wait, wait, The Skunk what? The Skunk Ape Lives. Oh, my God. I thought you said The Skunk Ate Libs. <laughs> like it was eating liberals or <laughs> something. Oh god, that I, like, I wait, would what? I would absolutely love to see that. <laughs> and I watched both of these with my husband and Franiel of the show, Nikki. Both of these were a time. So, you know, if you're like me and you've watched far too many Bigfoot documentaries, then you'll know that they get kind of samey with their explanations, samey with the evidence presented, and even the people being interviewed. <laughs> Usually the same kind of like four fucking experts mm-hmm. um, in inverted commas. Bigfoot Down Under was refreshing in its departure from, like, these common themes. The documentary interviewed a bunch of people from, like, different parts of Australia and got them to, like, tell their stories. The first person interviewed was an 18-year-old girl who had an encounter with Bigfoot, or rather what we call a yaoi, while at, like, a scout's jamboree. But she was, like, 
genuinely upset while retelling her story, like shaking and nearly crying. And it kind of reminded me of like what we were talking about in the Aliens episode where we're like, okay, even if this thing wasn't an alien or wasn't a cryptid, this person is still very much affected by it and that is real and like they shouldn't be mocked like their response shouldn't be mocked if that makes sense yeah or like maybe something else happened and their brain just replaced it with like it was a yowie you know when it's like were you actually like something actually much worse happened to you at that camp and you just haven't connected it yeah or like you know all of these people like they did have a common thread which is that they had been pre-exposed like the idea of a yowie or the idea of bigfoot Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like well what are those stories like what's your brain doing you know were, were they telling scary stories around the fire before she went to the toilet and saw this thing but the thing in that the 18 year old girl like she mentioned that she had a flashlight and she flashed it into the bush there were these two big eyes reflecting back at her and i just kind of want to put a pin in that for later was she was she 18 at the time that it happened or when she was being interviewed she was 14 at the time um, that it happened yeah so then the documentary cycled through some other interesting characters but like the star of the show for like the three of us while we're watching it was this woman who was absolutely high as shit (laughs) during the filming of the documentary (laughs) and also probably when she had her encounter as well amazing um i think she was like driving up like northern coast of new south wales which you know if you know that area it's like byron bay Mm. like nimbin i think she may have actually been driving through nimbin um of course yeah which is like pot capital of australia so her story was that she was road tripping with a friend when they pulled over for a bushwalk they got confused about how to get back to their car that's when a yaoi appeared and just like casually told them the direction back to their car (laughs) um the woman's (laughs) the woman stated that we had a bit of a chat he seemed like a nice bloke just just looked a bit different And said, oh, yeah, but it was a bit of a tripper. So I think she just met, like, a Byron Bay hippie. Yeah, a little bit hairy. Maybe some dreads and maybe some, like, darker skin. And just like, oh, shit, it's Bigfoot. (laughs) Like, she was not with it. She was just really high, maybe a little bit racist. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Race is a common thread through these things, Cara, which I'll get to later. The other highlight of that Bigfoot Down Under was someone in Brisbane who said they went down to some trees near the bank of the Brisbane River when they saw Grug. <laughs> like from the kids' book? From the kids' book. She's just like, I saw Grug. So for those who don't know, basically, according to Wikipedia, Grug yeah. is described as looking like a haystack with a face. I'm pretty sure he's like a plant. That's pretty apt. Like, that's a good yeah. description of Grug. Fucking hell. Anyway, from this entire documentary, the common theme was like they had already been introduced to the idea of Bigfoot. Many were young when they had their experiences and many were not sober. So now back to that first girl, the 18-year-old girl and her statement about the reflection of the eyes. I wanted to bring that up because like this is a relatively common thing with like Bigfoot encounters. But I went on the Bigfoot subreddit and the top post of all time was an evolutionary anthropologist who detailed exactly how, from an evolutionary perspective, Bigfoot would not have eye shine. It goes super in depth and, you know, uses big words and stuff, which had me convinced, but of course it's Reddit, take it with a grain of salt. Basically said that it's more likely that people who see these reflections 
uninterrupted eyes at night, they're just seeing nocturnal animals because scientifically it wouldn't make sense for like a huge humanoid to have those eyes. So girl seeing the yaoi would be... So the girl seeing the yaoi with the reflected eyes, it's more likely like a fucking possum or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, she even mentioned there were trees nearby. You know, she sounded like she was like a city girl as well. So like if you're not familiar with like what animals might be out at night. So then we moved on to the skunk ape lives, which I admittedly only watched like half of one other consistent thing with Bigfoot people is they do not know how to tell a story. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Just drag on and on. The first few scenes or encounters were enough for me to disbelieve the entire fucking concept of the skunk ape. So the skunk ape seems to be a like thing from Florida and maybe Louisiana, like very deep southern US, like swampy areas. The first story in this documentary detailed how back in the day some cops saw a large dark figure walking at night and shot blindly at it multiple times. Oh, no. It died and when they got closer to it they realised it was some sort of creature then the evidence went missing of this creature's death and the body and whatnot then they reasoned that it was like big government trying to cover up this cryptid just from that description alone what do you think that sounds like Kara? yeah i'd say that sounds like police brutality against a person of color (laughs) that's what i thought too so that was the first story that was you know supposed proof of an encounter with a skunk ape and then the second story was a bunch of people finding this big dark hairy menacing creature then they tied it up to a tree and burned it oh fucking hell cara what does this sound like to you i would say that sounds like a lynching i'd say it sounds like a lynching too cara but all these people were genuinely like yeah man it's like evidence of skunk ape so that documentary was depressing and totally devoid of critical thought and then i joined some bigfoot facebook groups which i have sent you some (laughs) screenshots from those because they're amazing because all of these people are so confident in their knowledge of like what bigfoot is and the characteristics of bigfoot like there was one where one woman was like hey does Bigfoot eat the scat of other animals and this man just replied with (laughs) yes. I guess if you are willing to believe in this pretend thing you may as well make up everything about it. I mean it's basically just like religion at this point. People saying Jesus hates this Jesus loves it. Like you don't fucking know. You just decide that that's what suits you so I guess Bigfoot is his Jesus. (laughs) Kind of to wrap it up I think humans are fantastic or you know in this people's case not very fantastic storytellers who allow their preconceived Conceived ideas to influence their interpretation of like events and unknown things that they see in unfamiliar spaces and you know at night when we're already feeling a little more vulnerable or when we're in the woods where things kind of feel a little bit spooky anyway I think some people are really vulnerable to seeing or feeling like there's something there with them and I will also post a picture on our social media and in the show notes about what sunbear foot pads look like I came across this on the subreddit as well and like they're eerily like humanish, but larger and hairier and like I'm thinking maybe people are really just seeing some paw prints that don't fit with what their idea of a bear paw print is. So that's basically all I found. I will admit so much of my research phase was like getting distracted by like the social dynamics of these people as well. There are so many like fights between different Bigfoot communities and there's like known grifters and yeah. Like when you're like sitting up till 2am just scrolling through comment threads like (laughs) watching someone else's argument unfold. I have made it a rule that I was like 
no Josie you can't comment on anything you're just here to observe <laughs> but yeah that's what I found I'm curious to see if you found anything at all <laughs> at all anything just anything well I, I went a different way once again to how you approached it I started off kind of similar so what I'll do I'll tell you what I watched and then I'm just gonna run through shit mm-hmm. because basically a lot of what I read kind of just all overlapped because there's only so much information and I use that word pretty generously <laughs> Basically, I watched a couple of docos on YouTube. So I watched this. There's a program called In Search Of that's hosted by Leonard Nimoy. Oh, cool. Uh, from the 70s. Yeah. And so they did one on Bigfoot. And so I watched that episode. It was super outdated. Like there's a lot of stuff that has since been proven that like definitely was a hoax that they were covering as if like, oh, this might be real, which it obviously is not. Right. So, I mean, I took most of that with a grain of salt. I do anyway with... <laughs> things pertaining to Bigfoot but I was trying to like see what evidence would be tangible from it so I watched that and I watched a documentary called Sasquatch and Us um when I say I watched it I mean I watched about half of it and then was like I've had enough of this and turned it off and it was the one I was sending you fucking uh screen caps of the people in it because there was that guy where I was like why would you have so he was a obviously a pro Bigfoot person and I was like why would you have glasses like that and those beliefs. Right. Those big fucking 70s glasses. Like, none of these people help themselves, like, with their credibility. It's basically just, like, the alien documentary people. Like, they've just recast them into Bigfoot. <laughs> yes. Like, it's never a credible witness. They're always a little bit high. Like, there was one guy who was just fucking straight up shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> um, and it said, like, his occupation. It said artist. And I'm like, so like bullshit artist or are you just like being generous and don't want to say unemployed because like... Bullshit con. All of the above, yeah. But so uh, aside from that, like I watched those, I then went through and watched all of the quote unquote evidence videos that are up on YouTube. (sighs) And I'll go through the different ones as well. I also read articles on various websites, which were on history.com, National Geographic, Smithsonian Mag, CNBC, Outside Online and Time Magazine. So it was a lot of different points of where I got this information from. I'll quote where it's relevant. In regards to Bigfoot, the name Bigfoot. So I looked up the various names just because one of the videos I saw, and it's funny that you mentioned, did you mention, was it Skunk Ape? Yes. So I came across that in one of the evidence videos and I was like, what the fuck is a skunk ape? And so then I'm like Googling skunk ape and I was like, oh, fuck, like it's just a different word for Bigfoot. So I was like, how many words are there? And I mean, obviously this isn't a super you know, comprehensive list, but just what I could come across. So obviously Bigfoot was one. Sasquatch, which apparently comes from Sasquets, which in Halcomelum, which apparently is like a language of the First Nations people from the Pacific Northwest coast of the mm-hmm. US. So that is their creature, the Sasquets, was apparently 4,000 years old. So that is like full on like Native American tradition yeah, like right. Folklore kind of stuff. Obviously, like the Yeti in Tibet, Yaren in China, Yowie in Australia. In the southern US is where it's like the super cooked names. So, because I guess like Bigfoot and Sasquatch is supposed to be Pacific Northwest. They claim to have sightings in the swamps and stuff in the in the southern states like Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, all that. So the names they have for them there were Skunk Ape, Stink Ape, Mayaka Ape, Swamp Ape, Florida Bigfoot, and then my personal favorite, Swamp Cabbage Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
that is like a great insult to give anyone. Right? You fucking swamp cabbage, man. It's disgusting. Do you reckon it's because he's supposed to smell like cabbage? Because they're meant to be stinky, right? Well, yeah. Like, I reckon, yeah. I reckon he smells like farts or something. Yeah, someone's on a boating, like a, a fishing trip. Oh, man, what's that? Uh, It must be the skunk ape cabbage, man. <laughs> Uh, so. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that in mind, I watched, I guess, like most common evidentiary videos that are available to watch. So the first one wasn't a video, but I have seen a video on it about the guy who made the fake tracks. So chronologically, like this will go from start to most recent. So this was in 1958 and the guy's name was Ray Wallace. He made fake tracks near Bluff Creek, which was in Northern California. It was a prank, right? Like he did a lot. Like he had a bunch of these fake feet and he just go fucking like stomping through the woods with them creating these giant footprints he died in 2002 and so after he died his kids revealed that it was a prank apparently they didn't know that he was behind it until after his death and they were going through all his shit and found like the big fake stompers fucking long con yeah and so you could like attach them to your own feet like as shoes and walk yeah. around in them you could like put them on sticks and yeah which in itself I was like why the fuck did they ever consider that just footprints would be evidence yeah you know what I mean because it's so easy to fake yes uh, the next sort of one along was in 1967 and this is the most famous Bigfoot footage right so it was the Patterson Gimlin film uh, which yes. is by Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin in 67 the most famous and most contested Bigfoot quote unquote evidence so it was filmed by the same Bluff Creek in California. Aww. So clearly they knew about the fucking tracks and were like, we're going to film it here because then it's believable. You know, it's like, come on, that is like the most evidence you need that it's a hoax. I did because... not know that connection. That is... Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if I had like even the smallest belief that it was like maybe... Yeah, nah, it's fucking gone. And like beyond that, like, you know, it's grainy footage. It's a few fucking seconds. Like it's not a comprehensive fucking movie. Roger, the one of the guys behind it, was apparently a fucking Rodeo cowboy. Um, Can't trust them. Yeah, like, just fucking shady. So I also saw in, like, looking up things pertaining to that, there was a man named Bob Hieronymus, and he claimed that he was the one wearing the ape suit and that they asked him to do it and said they'd give him $1,000, but they never paid up, and that's why he was speaking out, saying that it was him. Well, of course, a fucking... (laughs) rodeo cowboy like bigfoot grifter also wouldn't pay them the money like that all tracks to me pun not intended it all fucking tracks yes absolutely so then the next one is peter byrne this one's great so 1976 peter byrne uh was the director of the bigfoot information center and exhibition he sent the fbi about 15 hairs that were attached to a tiny piece of skin ew what the fuck peter byrne he basically was like hey, we can't figure out what animal this comes from and we would like you to test it. So this was from the history.com article by Becky Little. It says, Jay Cochran Jr., assistant director of the FBI's scientific and technical services division, wrote back to Byrne that the FBI usually only examined physical evidence related to criminal investigations. Still, it sometimes made exceptions in the interest of research and scientific inquiry, and Cochran said he'd make such an exception for Byrne. So they tested it. Yeah, which is nice. Like, good on you, FBI. So in 1977, Cochran sent the hair back to Byrne. So, okay, the thing is, he didn't send it directly to him. Apparently, you'll find out in a moment, fucking Byrne was in and out of the country a lot. Oh, Jesus. 
and he was out of the country. He was in Nepal, I believe, at the time. So I guess that's a fucking Bigfoot hunter's favorite. Oh, uh, yeah. He sent the letter instead to a scientific body that was affiliated with his Bigfoot organization and said, quote, the hairs are of deer family origin. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you didn't even obtain this from a creature that you thought was a Bigfoot. You just fucking found it on the ground and was like, oh, it must be a Bigfoot hair. Oh, my God. Like, what a fucking waste of resources. Anyway, in 2019, when the FBI released the Bigfoot file, which, by the way, was exclusively about Burns' inquiry. <laughs> Not like a compiled thing. Yeah, yeah, nah. Burn reacted as though he'd never heard that it was deer hair. Oh. I mean, I can understand in terms of if you've built your career being a fucking Bigfoot supporter and you find out that, you know, your controversial hair is from a fucking deer, you're probably not going to publicize it. But at the same time, like, come on, at least admit that you fucking knew. There's no way you would go to the effort of sending them a fucking letter and going through all that and then being like, I don't actually care what the results are. In fact, whether he got a result or not, the better thing for him to do is like, oh, I sent it off to the FBI and they haven't given it me any results. They must be covering it up. Like, he could spin it that way too. Yeah. So just in relation to his character, he's a known fraudster. He owed $78,000 to the US government for scamming social security. Oh my um, god. Getting social security income and food stamps when he had over eighty five grand in the bank and he wasn't reporting his overseas travel and he had book royalties signed over to his girlfriend. They're all grifters, Kara. Yeah. Yep, and he also, just to fucking cherry on this cake, he admits that he has never seen a Bigfoot. So it's like he is, you know, exploiting people that do believe in it, but he's not actually ever seen one. Which, I mean, if, depending on how you're framing it, like, I've definitely seen people in some documentaries that are like, I've never seen a Bigfoot, I want to, I'm here to try and help collect information, or, you know. It sounds like this guy was really trying to grift people and take them along for the ride. So that's clearly, like, known hoax as well. So, so far, we're three for three. (laughs) Like, this isn't looking good. The next one uh, was Paul Freeman in 1994, who was a uh, former US patrolman who claimed to see a family of Bigfoots in Washington's Blue Mountains. I watched this video. Not only is it like super fucking shaky and grainy, uh, and it's only like very few seconds of someone walking, it is very conveniently narrated slash filmed. Basically, he like starts off filming it and there's like big footprints in the water and he's like talking you the whole way through it. Like, oh, there's these footprints and like, where are they coming from? They look fresh, rah, rah, rah. And then he like looks up just as a fucking like quote unquote Bigfoot walks through the frame. <laughs> like it's just too... And then stops filming? Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very short video. That one straight away I was like, well, this is clearly a hoax. Like it looks like someone in a fucking gorilla suit. So the only one that I found, and this is the last one, that was in some way questionable or made me at least look at it like, huh. But it was a video and you can watch it on YouTube. It was filmed by Josh Highcliffe and it's called, I think I saw a skunk ape, please help. (laughs) (laughs) Please help. (laughs) Like that's literally the title of the video. So he filmed it while hunting on his Mississippi property and he posted it to YouTube for help either identifying the animal in the video or for a prankster to come forward. The the video itself, because it looks like he's climbed a tree and he's filming. And basically it's a, whatever it is, is standing at the base of a really large tree to some water and it's ripping off chunks of the tree like of the trunk and then rummaging through the through the trunk and scavenging whatever the fuck and then like throwing pieces of it into the water the argument i guess towards it not being a person is that the 
the volume of the cracks as it like pulls the chunks of log basically out of the tree are so loud that it's not rotted wood. Like right, it's, de- it's right. still a fresh tree and they're like the strength that you would need to do that is immense. So they were basically saying like not only would it have to be a very, very strong person, but would you be able to grip it? wearing like a suit like that like wearing mm. gloves and stuff like would you and i'm like well fucking yeah because you could just cut the fucking hands out it's so great that you can't even see the hands you know like you could have your bare hands on it and no one would fucking know it's a pretty big creature so like it could be a dude who's fucking six foot seven and ripped and also they could literally be bare hands because it's a bear with claws like exactly <laughs> and that's the other thing i'm like you don't know what kind of animal it could be and this is the common thread with all this fucking Shit is that the quality is so bad that it really could be anything. And I mean, I'm not a fucking expert. I've never even seen a bear outside of a zoo, so I don't really know what bears are supposed to look like. And I think that's part of it as well, is that a lot of people are not that familiar with like bear anatomy. Mm-hmm. It's like if you see um penguin legs or like owl legs or something <sighs> and it just doesn't look like what you expect. And I think it's the same type of thing. I think while we were watching the Australian one, you know, all these tall creatures, some were describing it as hairy and grey. I think I think a lot of people don't understand how big kangaroos can be if they're standing up. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're fucking massive. So huge. So I wonder, again, kind of similar to the bear thing, it's like you have an idea of what an animal is like, but if you've never actually encountered one up close it might not fit your idea. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the main sort of like evidentiary videos, which pretty much all of them, I was like, yeah, nah, (laughs) like debunked. Like I'm yet to be convinced of fucking anything. So I decided to sort of like break down some of the arguments that Bigfoot believers say and then sort of the reality of it. <laughs> so one was that a lot of people were saying that, you know, not finding a body, because that's a huge thing, is like, well, if there was a Bigfoot, surely we would have found a body by now. But Bigfoot believers will say not finding a body isn't surprising because it's rare to find a grizzly bear carcass in the wild, which is true. Okay. But grizzlies don't escape photographic documentation. You can fucking see a grizzly in the wild. So like, nah, fuck off. No like, one's doubting the existence of grizzlies. Yeah. Another is that they say that there's a lot of like hair samples and things like that that could not be identified. But (laughs) there was DNA testing done on 36 samples from all over the world. So it included countries like US, Russia, Indonesia, India, Nepal. And basically they asked for uh, samples from what you would describe as an anomalous primate. Okay. But basically the testing that was done on the unknown sources showed to be a like huge range of animals so it was never anything that was unknown it was like deer porcupine cows bears wolves raccoons sheep even human that's pretty conclusive that there's nothing that Mm -hmm. has come out dna wise the sightings and the footprints like nothing really evidentiary like all of it is proving to be hoaxes Mm -hmm. so apparently they are elusive and nocturnal like that's why it's so difficult to find them and to that i say that that may have flown in the 70s but we've got fucking night vision and drones now yes yes everyone has a fucking camera in their pocket at all times in their hands at all times, let's be honest. Like, there's no fucking excuse mm-hmm. that you would not get some kind of footage beyond this, like, impossible to stabilize grainy bullshit. People's always have the same fucking excuses. I was so scared. Like, okay, but you could still get your phone out and hit fucking record. You weren't that scared. Yeah, yeah. I would simply stand there and shit myself on camera. Yeah, yeah, for real. (laughs) So, you know, I guess there's an argument of, like, what harm are they doing by believing? And it 
for the people that just legitimately believe and want to pursue that as a hobby, I guess it's fine. But a lot of people exploit gullible people for money mm-hmm. and they're like wasting time. They're wasting other people's money and energy. And it's just not right, in my opinion, to just fuck over people that do believe in something like that and want to have that to believe in. And then you're giving them false information. Yes. And so why would they lie? Um, why does anyone fucking lie? Like money, fame, attention, validation, personal gain. And I guess final point, (laughs) the show Finding Bigfoot on Animal Planet has nine seasons and a hundred episodes. And guess what? They never fucking found Bigfoot. (laughs) Let's wait for the 10th season. (laughs) It's a surprise. How can you milk that out? That's amazing. I'm almost impressed. I am impressed. So like in relation to what you were saying about like all the different cultures having a creature like that, I also think just the way mythology works. Yes. So I don't know if you've ever read the book Hero with a Thousand Faces. No. So it's by a cultural theorist Joseph Campbell and it's been a long time since I've read it so I'm not gonna fucking go into detail with it and I don't even have this written down in my notes but it's a story about how all religions of the world are the same Hmm. basically so he's he's drawing parallels between pattern of stories and like the resurrection the death like all these different religions follow the same narrative arc. Right. And it's the hero's journey. So it's the same sort of logic as to like, you know, leave people alone and they will come up with these things that are are similar. And it's because internally, like we all have this desire and this need to feel this way. And so, you know, the story fills that gap. So in something like Bigfoot and and it's like any creature like that, you know, you, you come up with some sort of otherness or some sort of monstrous entity because it it humanizes you Mm -hmm. and so I think that's sort of the pattern is that it's easier to think like like with what you were saying with like people devolving you know it's like you create something that is devolved so that then you feel more evolved yes yes and I think that's part of the the reason for it maintaining a, a sort of supremacy the last notes that I have written down since you're talking about it was I just wrote humans thrive on telling stories perhaps older culturally specific stories are grounded in you know warnings against going into certain places where genuine danger resides like don't go deep into the forest at night you know perhaps other stories are for attention perhaps some are to cover up more heinous occurrences like lynchings and police brutality perhaps there's something we share as humans that make us curious about a species that may be similar to us but somehow has been shielded from whatever we've created together as humans. I wrote down this quote by Terry Pratchett, which I think sums up how I feel about aliens and Bigfoot. The anthropologists got it wrong when they named our species Homo sapiens, or wise man. In any case, it's an arrogant and big-headed thing to say, wisdom being one of our least evident features. In reality... We are Pan Narans, the storytelling chimpanzee. (laughs) Obviously, yours is more elegant than that. But yeah, I think if humans are left alone, we kind of just somehow have this tendency to to create stories that instill our own supremacy. For sure. Your hill, you were no... Has your hill changed at all? Three guesses. Three guesses? Oh, fuck. <laughs> of course not. Like, I'm even more firmly on this hill than I thought possible. Like, even watching that video of the, the one that's, like, more questionable, I'm like, it could be fucking anything. Why is the first thing you would think of a fucking skunk ape? Swamp cabbage man. It's not that. Like... Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like, okay, there is this strange thing. Let's think of all the possible things it could be that aren't 
a cryptid. Mm. Yeah. So what was, are you still on your hill? You, you said no last week. And I'm still on no. We're yeah. together on that hill. Even though I'm no and further on the hill of no, I thought it was really fun. I, I was telling you with a messenger today that there is a, a, a Bigfoot podcast called Sasquatch Chronicles that is up to like 690 something episodes. That's fucking insane. I, I don't know any other podcast that big maybe like joe rogan who's been around for like 10 years so there's like you know nearly 700 episodes and they all range anywhere from half an hour to two hours each so if anyone really wants to hear more bigfoot stories you have hours upon hours of it waiting for you rather put my hand in bigfoot's asshole (laughs) to convince me very much (laughs) but well thank you for doing this exploration into the world of Bigfoot with me and thank you to our listeners for listening. If you have anything you want to push back on from this episode, please let us know. You can contact us on Twitter at a hill to die on pod. You can like us on Facebook at a hill to die on. Our website is a hill to die on pod.com. You can shoot us some money on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash a hill to die on pod. We've got some episodes like bonus episodes up there. We've got wallpapers depending on your tier. I don't know. There's a bunch of shit. Check it out. Our email is hilltodieonpod at gmail.com. And our Instagram is a hilltodieonpod. Hopefully you'll join us next episode when we ask the question, can you actually earn money through an MLM? Catch you next time. Bye.